0: Welcome back everybody, this is Faith FM 87.6, or 88, and we are up to our encounter with God. Before we do, we have a clue for the quiz.
1: Yes, indeed. Our third clue is, who am I? I attended a marriage festival in Cana. Can
0: Yeah, that's not even... Uh, is, how many people went to that marriage festival, Mon? A bunch. But looking at the other two clues... This has narrowed it down to what, like 500 people?
1: No, because the first clue narrowed it down to 120. Okay,
0: but if you didn't hear the first two clues... Then you, you should have gone to Instagram
1: in now, and checked out the rest of the clues on Instagram because there's even more clues on Instagram. You shouldn't Instagram. have been
0: missing out on the early part of the show. That's because right. Because it was a really that's amazing right. segment we just did. Yeah, and then the no, next... God just did.
1: But, the next clue's like really going to narrow it down to like... Two people. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, so be quick and get the answer now before it becomes so easy that you don't even get bragging rights from it. one eight hundred three two four eight four three 324 843 is our number or text us on 0491-064-669. What are we starting about today, Mon?
1: Uh, I'm guessing we're still in the Book of Acts because mm-hmm. our entire uh, quarterly uh, lesson pamphlet is on the Book of Acts. It's been really great. Quarterly I can't
0: lesson pamphlet. Such
1: Adventist words. Sorry, me. my bad. Uh, my bad. <laughs> Bible, study. Oh, Bible, Bible study. Bible study. Yeah, so, so every um, every term, so every quarter of the year, right?
0: Yes, that comes out a new, a new series of Bible guide. studies on a new book of the yeah. Bible.
1: Yeah, so a new study guide is printed and around I the world. It's, uh, it's available. I think we're doing
0: a bunch of um, smaller books next Quarter. Oh, really?
1: How interesting.
0: Yeah, I know the book of Ephesians is in there. I was looking at one of those studies. But do you know what? When bit, I you know, started so this,
1: when we started this, I was like, man, there's so much to get through. And we're already like past halfway that's really, sk- it's going we are, so are too fast. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're past halfway.
0: Wow, there's so much going to happen in the last half of the book of Acts. It feels but like we're just scratching the surface when only just begun. He's only, he's only done his first missionary I know, journey. I
1: know, so much still to go, and yet we're, here we are. But hey, do you know what, dear listener? If you would actually like to get a copy of this study guide, you can. There's 20 million other people around the world who study this from the same study guide. Uh, there's a new one printed every three months, so it's constantly updated. It's constantly fresh. Um, but join us, join us all, join the 20 million movement as we all study together. And uh, give us a call here, 1 800 Faith FM, and we can let you know where you can get a copy of these study guides. They're only like three bucks. So, there. yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, or you can, we can send you a link where you can download it.
1: Download it for free. Yep, yep. print it at home with your printer.
0: Okay, Mon, you, I said, what, guess what we're studying about today? And you said Axe. Guess what we're studying about in Axe today?
1: Is it something to do with Paul mm. and Barnabas? Mm. Are they busting out of a jail again? Mm-mm. No. <laughs> no jail bust this time?
0: No jail breaks this time.
1: Uh, is it a... It's not, it's not a bit a continuing circumcision, are we? Yes. Oh, we are still arguing with Peter. Yes. Oh, la, la. Yeah,
0: Such still. a
1: controversy. Oh, this was a
0: huge controversy. Imagine if they tried to, to um, change something that was actually really big back in those days, like the Sabbath.
1: Oh, that never.
0: Imagine how much of that that would would be be in the Bible.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There would
0: be books on it in the Bible. We got we got whole chapters on it. And this this whole concept of circumcision, you find it right through Romans. You find it right through Galatians. You find it, you know, through all these different chapters in Acts. They have a whole church council over it. And this was only a really small issue when you compare it to uh, you know something like um, the Sabbath, the Ten Commandments. I mean, circumcision is not even in the uh, Ten Commandments at all.
1: Well, is, is there something like... Because, you know, circumcision is not really an issue that we deal with now anymore. Like, it's just yep. such a non, non-issue yep. for us. What is it that we could be learning from this debacle that they're having in the Bible over circumcision? Is it like how to handle church debacles? How, you know, how to like, wh- What's the lesson for us?
0: I think that's a, actually a very big lesson that we're going to learn from this. Okay, okay, cool. But I don't want to get distracted from my point that I was...
1: Making? Working on. Which was?
0: This is the point. Some people Mm -hmm. come to me as a Seventh-day Adventist and they say, you know, Jesus changed the day of worship. Mm -hmm. He changed it from Saturday to Sunday. Mm Mm-hmm. And and I of course I ask for biblical evidence. There's no, the Bible doesn't say anything about that. Yeah, like it doesn't. you can't give me you know the, the the Sunday is mentioned like nine times in the Bible mm-hmm. and I'd be happy to read all nine of those on air. We've done They're, it before. Yeah, that's right. We We're,
1: offered up a thousand dollars.
0: Still still still, offer. still on offer, a thousand dollars. If you can find a verse in the Bible that says that we should keep Sunday holy. Yep. But here's the point. Mm-hmm. Imagine for a moment if Jesus had done that. Yeah. Imagine how huge that would have been.
1: Oh, enormous.
0: You know, and yet we find total silence on the subject of the Sabbath Mm -hmm. because they all kept the Sabbath. That's right. You know?
1: Like as much as circumcision was a non-issue for us, keeping Saturday as a Sabbath day holiday was a non-issue for them. Like it was a no-brainer. Of course it's this day. That's
0: right. The Sunday was never even heard of. If you want to read about the Sunday controversy, it happened. Mm-hmm. And when it happened, it was huge, mm-hmm. and it was so huge, it split the church yep. majorly. Yep. Um, and and you, can, you can read the massive debates that took place you know, in the 3rd, 4th, 5th centuries and onwards as a result of uh, Sunday coming in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can read claim after claim after claim after claim by the Roman Catholic Church mm-hmm. that they changed the day of worship by their own authority without the authority of God. You know, they changed the Ten Commandments. They changed God's law, um, which is a, a little bit like a, a way of acting like God. They're you know, playing God right here. If you, if you change God's law, then that's, you know, you, you are playing God. And my question is, why Why is it, just why is it that they would make such bold claims and so many of them and so often if they didn't have the history to back it up? Yeah. You know, this is a big, well-researched organization. There is no way in a million years are they are going to make those kind of claims if they don't have the history to back it up, that they are the ones who changed uh, the day of worship from Saturday to Sunday centuries after the time of Christ. And if you want to follow the example of Jesus and if you want to follow the example of the disciples, which I certainly want to do, absolutely, then we should worship on the Sabbath day, Saturday. Amen. Yeah. I agree. I'm, I'm glad you agree.
1: We're all in agreement. <laughs> Absolutely. Very good.
0: All right. If you have a disagreement, we would love to hear from you. You know what our number is, 1-800-324-843, or text us on 0491-064-669 or via any of our social media uh, uh, platforms. We would love to hear from you, and we will put your questions or even your objections on air for all to hear. Mm-hmm. Absol- the the, the, the challenge is out there. If God has done away with the Sabbath or if God has made it of no importance, then show it from the Bible and we will put it on air right here on Faith FM.
1: All right. Well,
0: that was my distraction yeah, for today. It was a
1: good one. It's good. One, it was yeah. one with a thousand dollar you know ticket in it. It's uh-huh, pretty good. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we are here in Acts. <clears throat> yes. And we're going to continue talking about circumcision. Mm-hmm. Um, which was changed, unlike the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Uh, Where are we up to in Acts?
0: Acts chapter 15. We're going to start reading in verse
1: 7. Okay, verse 7. At the meeting, after a long discussion, Peter stood and addressed them as follows. Brothers, you all know that God chose me from among you some time ago to preach in the Gentiles so you could hear the good news and believe. God knows people's hearts and he confirmed that he accepts Gentiles by giving them the Holy Spirit just as he did to us. He made no distinction between us and them, for he cleansed their hearts through fire. So why are you now challenging God by burdening the, de- the Gentile believers with a yoke that neither we nor our ancestors were able to bear? We believe that we are all saved the same way, by the undeserved grace of the Lord Jesus.
0: Okay, who is it that is making this statement right here?
1: Uh, this was Peter, which is interesting.
0: It's very interesting. I think Peter is... um, Bit
1: of a flip-flopping around.
0: I think Peter's eating some humble pie.
1: Yeah, a lot of humble pie. He had Um, that recipe. I think he's
0: he's dragged that recipe out. (laughs) The recipe's been around for a while. Mm -hmm. I think he's dragged that recipe out and he is eating big time. Uh So Mon, just give us a bit of a review. Of uh, why Peter is eating humble pie right here.
1: So Peter was given a vision by God. Um, you know the sheep with the animals in it, which was basically an instruction from God to no longer just preach the good news to the Jews, but also to the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. Which he accepted, and he started doing.
0: And then those Gentiles who were uncircumcised were filled with the Holy Spirit.
1: Yeah, they got converted. They like it was a whole new church, and it was really great. And so Peter was hanging out with them and, and eating food with them and breaking bread, as they say. And then some Jews turned up in town and Peter suddenly wanted to conform, you know, was scared about what these Jews were going to think about him, what they're going to say. So suddenly he's like, oh, no, no, no. Everyone got to be circumcised. I can't hang out with y'all. You, can't, you know, can't be eating food with yous no more. And pretended like, you know.
0: And Paul does.
1: And Paul beats him over the head. Just was like.
0: In front of everybody else. In front
1: of everyone else. Not literally. To his face.
0: Not literally.
1: Yeah, it gives it, gives them a smackdown. No, not
0: yeah. true. <laughs> but yeah, verbally but it, he does. He, he, he stands does, up. And the Bible says smackdown. he rebuked him to mm-hmm. his face. Yeah,
1: a verbal smackdown for sure, and calls him out on his foolishness on his he's flip flopping around. And so now I guess he's eaten a good. So now they've all pie. gone back to Jerusalem, mm-hmm.
0: and they're all having this uh, discussion in Jerusalem. And the Bible says there was a lot of healthy debate that was taking place. Yep, this was yep. discussed backwards and forwards for a long time.
1: And Peter gets up and says he's sorry. And
0: Peter gets up. And says his peace.
1: You're listening to Faith FM, Positively Different Radio.
0: Why do you think it's important that Peter is speaking here rather than Paul?
1: Uh, well, I, th- I think it was important for him to issue a public apology.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. What about the credibility of it? I mean, Paul has been a apostle to the Gentiles. That's that's his mission. That's his calling. Yeah. He has not really preached so much to the Jews.
1: Well, I, I think what Peter and did undermine Paul's work, because if, if you were a Gentile and this guy had suddenly come to you and was like, yeah, I'm allowed to preach to you now. Let's hang out and be friends. And then the next minute he pretends he doesn't even know you anymore because his old friends have shown up, you'd be really hurt. Oh, and yeah. I, think, I think the Gentiles would have noticed this, of course, uh-huh. and then been like, wait, you know, these people are trying to sell Jesus to us. Look at how they're acting. And that would have undermined Paul's ministry. Yep. And yep. I can understand why he'd be so mad.
0: Okay. Now, here's the important thing. The fact... That Peter is eating humble pie in this passage makes the argument more powerful mm-hmm. because humble pie is a difficult thing to eat, mm-hmm. and there's no way that Peter would be standing up and making this statement if he could find a way around making this statement. Yeah, That's true. but the fact that he that that, that, he is ta- that he is making this statement at tremendous personal cost mm-hmm. uh, to his uh, to his pride. Shows the credibility of the statement and, 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 and how my, it yeah, adds a tremendous amount of force to it. If you know, Paul had just stood up and said, hey, you know, this is not the direction that we should be going, and maybe Paul has already been doing this because the Bible said they've had a lot of healthy debate up until this particular point, uh, they're just going to say, yeah, but that's just Paul, and he's biased because uh-huh. Paul has this whole bias towards the Gentiles. He loves preaching to Gentiles. Whereas Peter, they know that Peter has a bias towards Jews. That's right. And when the person who has a bias towards Jews, who has struggled with this whole concept of the Gentiles receiving the Holy Spirit, when he stands up and says it, it holds a lot more weight than if Paul had done Mm -hmm, so. mm -hmm. The other thing here is that Paul always struggled with being accepted as a real apostle.
1: He yeah, and he mentions it multiple times. He does. He's always they pointing. I always back to his looked always
0: looked at him as a you know discount, a, a, a a discount disciple. Yeah, d- definitely a discount disciple, because you know the other disciples had spent three and a half years with Jesus, and Paul had spent thirty seconds on the Damascus Road, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Paul was always like, "It counts, it counts," and everyone's like, "Yeah, yeah," kind of. Yeah. Okay, so once again. When Peter stands up, I think it carries a tremendous weight. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Now, what carries even more weight is what happens next, because we need to review. Uh, in fact, hold your finger here, flick over to the Book of Galatians, and now, once you know what happens in Galatians, uh, Galatians chapter two. We read this yesterday. We're going to put this whole story together. Uh, ooh. Okay, let's start in verse 10. So we've got this whole situation in Galatians where you know Peter turns up and um, there's this whole situation where he was eating with the Gentiles and then suddenly he's not eating with the Gentiles. Why don't you start with this verse 10, 11, and 12, please?
1: The only suggestion was that I keep on helping the poor, which I have always been eager to do. But when Paul came to Antioch... Wait, wait, wait. wait. I ha- wait, wait, wait. Chapter 2, verse two, 11. Oh, 11. But when Peter came to Antioch, I had to oppose him to his face. For what he did was very wrong. When he first arrived, he ate with the Gentile believers who were not circumcised. But afterward, when some friends of James came, Peter wouldn't eat with the Gentiles anymore. He was afraid of criticism from these people who insisted on the necessity of circumcision. Okay,
0: let's stop there for a moment. Mm-hmm. So whose friends turn up and make Peter afraid?
1: James's friends.
0: James's friends. Now, James is very conservative. Yeah. And you're you're, going, you're always going to have this in every church. You're going to have people who are more conservative and who are people who are less conservative. And there's you know there's nothing wrong with that in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is part of the body of Christ, and this is how we find balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing that we want to avoid, of course, is the extremes, mm-hmm. because the extremes is where people become ridiculous. Yeah. And of course, you're never going to find two people on the planet that agree 100% entirely on absolutely everything. That's right. Uh, and so we need to be, we need to learn to accept people to a point, not to the point of ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't want people who are so open-minded that their brains have f- fallen out. Yeah. Or so closed-minded that nothing can get into their brains. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we want to be somewhere in the middle. However, we find that James was a relatively conservative person. This is what the Bible seems to indicate. His friends turn up and Peter goes, oh, these are James's friends. It's going to get back to James that I'm hanging out with Gentiles. Ooh. Suddenly he gets afraid yeah. and he's not hanging out with Gentiles anymore, not realizing that wasn't James's position at all. Mm. But this is how James was perceived. Mm-hmm. So if we go back to the book of Acts now, Acts chapter 15, what we find is that first Peter speaks, and then James speaks. So you first have you got Peter, who was the one who had who is eating humble pie, so that's going to give a lot of credibility. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. To what Peter is actually saying Mm -hmm. But then James speaks And when James speaks That's going to give a tremendous amount of credibility Because he is seen as the champion Of those who are demanding circumcision Oh, That's how they see him Even Peter saw him that way
1: Wow, okay
0: Okay, Okay, so why don't you read for us uh, We'll read a few more verses here Uh, Let me see In Acts of
1: Galatians In
0: Acts chapter 15 Yep <clears throat> Verse
1: twelve. Everyone listen quietly <clears throat> as Barnabas and Paul told about the miraculous signs and wonders God had done through them among the the, the Gentiles, sorry.
0: Yeah. Okay, stop there for a moment. Just 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 build this whole picture. Mm-hmm. Here's how the Jerusalem Council starts. Mm-hmm. The Bible says that there was a lot of healthy debate. Yeah. Um then it continues on. And so we've got, if we go back to uh, verse, where is it, 7, 6? Yep. Uh, 7. And when there had been much disputing, Peter rose up. Mm-hmm. So it starts with lots of healthy, healthy debate, then Peter stands up, eats his humble pie. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. going to have some serious impact. Yeah. Then Paul and Barnabas stand up and give their testimony of what's actually happening amongst the Gentiles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And of course, this is in the Jerusalem Church. This is the first great church council ever held. Yeah. And it's held in Jerusalem, where there is you know predominantly Jewish believers.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Then. Uh, okay, so that's that's verse 12. You've got Paul and Barnabas give their testimony. Mm-hmm. And then what happens in verse 13?
1: When they had finished, James stood and said, Brothers, listen to me. Peter has told you about the time God first visited the Gentiles to take them from a people for himself. And this conversion of Gentiles is exactly what the prophets predicted. As it is written, afterward I would return home and restore the fallen house of David. I will rebuild its ruins and restore it, so the rest of humanity might seek the Lord, including the Gentiles, all those I have called to be mine. The Lord has spoken, he who made these things known so long ago. And so my judgment is that we should not make it difficult for the Gentiles who are turning to God. Instead, we should write and tell them to abstain from eating foods offered to idols, from sexual immorality, from eating the meat of strangled animals, and from consuming blood.
0: Okay, let's stop there. Okay.
1: Wow. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's yeah. incredible.
0: Okay. What James
1: is the one who's known all along. James is the one who's like been studying his his old school prophecies and he knows what was going to happen. Absolutely. Uh-huh.
0: Absolutely. So, James- now James you can is the least
1: surprised person here.
0: <laughs> 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 He's like,
1: well, duh, guys. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: Okay. Now, how do you think it affects the entire council, church council, when James makes- When James stands up and says this?
1: Oh, I think-, I, I think particularly Peter got swept away mm-hmm. he probably would have been like oh what this whole time I've been like worried about what they would <laughs> yeah, think yeah, yeah. and <laughs> even though we, I, th- I think some of us are, are you know, prone to thinking oh Peter's such a, a, a weak turncoat but I think I see a lot of us today
0: oh yeah there's a lot yeah. of humanity there Yeah, w-
1: worried about what people think so we do stuff we don't usually do we say just, things yeah. we don't usually
0: mm-hmm. say mm-hmm. you know you, you can see Peter is he's, he's there in the courtyard and Jesus is about to be crucified and they're like oh you're a friend of Jesus and he's like no, and he's, just, and he's just trying to fit in with the crowd and he's using foul uh-huh. language and mm-hmm. you know and uh, basically cursing Jesus to his face mm-hmm. and then uh, so so Peter was very, very affected by peer pressure this guy was he had a big mouth and he was very insecure
1: yeah yeah and and very worried about people what people would think about him and
0: and and mm-hmm. and a great hero for God
1: absolutely so if you are
0: feeling insecure yeah <laughs> hey. But Join the club.
1: I think this perfectly exemplifies that sometimes we're worried about what people think, and yet we hadn't need to be. Peter was worried about what James would think, and James wasn't thinking anything no. near what Peter was no. you know, Everybody
0: presuming. everybody assumed, oh, James is so conservative. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um,
0: surely he believes that uh, we shouldn't have anything to do with Gentiles. Yeah. And then James stands up and says, you know what? This is what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. And just drops this massive bomb on them, and then passes sentence. This is my sentence.
1: Good. It's a good reminder to only be worried about what Jesus thinks.
0: Absolutely. Go to the Bible and read what the Bible says, and worry about uh, uh, and and follow Jesus. Leave the consequences with God. And um, yeah, and be encouraged if you are feeling under peer pressure or otherwise. Um, God can give you strength and be encouraged that yeah, you're a human like Peter and the rest of us.
1: This is Hoku Clements with Your Will Be Done.
2: This is the life I've been
0: You're listening to Hoku Clements. Your will be done here on Faith FM. And as we work our way through this particular chapter of Acts, Acts chapter 15, the first great church council ever held, the Jerusalem Council. So many issues here to talk about. Mm -hmm. Which one do you want to talk about first?
1: Uh, We could talk about
0: uh, who was the leader of the church at that time. Okay. We could talk about uh, what is it that is passed to the Gentiles and what is not. Mm -hmm. Uh, We could talk about what the rebuilding of the temple is all about These are are cool subjects Which one do you want to do?
1: Uh, Let's do them in exactly that order That order sounded good to me Alright,
0: the leader of the church Of course, uh, traditionally Who was the first leader of the Christian church?
1: Uh, Jesus
0: After Jesus Peter Yes Okay, so traditionally it said that Peter was the first pope And uh, what we find here is that Peter was not
1: No, of course not
0: Okay, so a number of things that indicate this First of all When Peter goes to Antioch uh, and messes up epically Mm -hmm. and is rebuked by Paul, Mm -hmm. you've got Paul here who is seen as being a ring-in, so Mm -hmm. to speak, Mm -hmm. uh, rebuking Peter to his face and Peter accepting that rebuke. This is not the actions of a church leader. Really? No.
1: I mean, I think accepting the rebuke and apologizing okay, is Okay, yeah, yeah, honorable. yeah, yeah.
0: But, but, but a church leader should go up there already knowing yeah. what the sentence yeah, is. Yeah. Then you've got the church council and in the church council you've got the testimony of Peter mm-hmm. followed by the testimony of Paul and Barnabas mm-hmm. followed by the sentence or judgment being pronounced by James.
1: Okay.
0: So James is the one who is actually making the decision. So very, very clearly, James is the one who is in leadership position at this particular time. So
1: you think the leader was James?
0: Oh, absolutely. No question. Bible is very, very clear about that.
1: Do you reckon that maybe adds to why Peter was so concerned about what James was going to be thinking?
0: Yeah. Ah. Yeah. He's like, oh, we've got a really, really uh, uh, conservative uh, guy in leadership down there. And, you know, exactly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So So, you know, this whole concept of, you know, Peter, who Jesus described as... Satan. Mm-hmm. He actually called Peter Satan. Right, he did, yeah, he yeah. did. <laughs> it's a little bit hard to say, yeah, he was the first pope. And then, you know, even right down at the end of Jesus' life here on this earth, in his ministry on earth, he comes to Peter and says, okay, Peter, when you are converted.
1: <laughs> oh, well. Wow.
0: You know, because people say, oh, you know, Jesus gave him the keys of the kingdom. No, he didn't. People say, upon this, upon this rock, I will build my church. Well, Peter's name was not rock. Jesus' name is the rock. Mm -hmm. You find that throughout the Bible, and that comes from the word Petra. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: There's a city called Petra, which is built out of rock. So, what did Peter mean? Pebble.
1: Oh, (laughs) pebble. Pebble. So
0: Jesus was drawing a (laughs) uh, a very big contrast Mm. between uh, himself as the rock and Peter as the pebble, and he's saying, okay, on me, on the rock, On the proclamation that I am the son of God that Peter has just made, I will build my church.
1: So does that mean that James is the first pope? Okay, well,
0: (laughs) 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 you're trying to get me to use words that I don't want to use. (laughs) Um, The word pope comes from the word papa, which means father. Yeah. The Bible says, call no man on earth your father. Mm Mm-hmm. That is spoken in a spiritual sense, not in a literal sense. So I was it's, no long, say. It's, no, it's no problem with you going to your dad and saying, Hey, father. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you ever do that?
1: Now it's a bit formal, isn't yeah, it? it's way too formal. Yeah, I've never yeah. done that
0: in my life. Uh-huh. Uh, I have heard it done. He made a kid once who called his dad father. Yeah, I've heard it like, as well. Wow, They're usually really Brits, and,
1: Brits and and uh, Irish, though.
0: This was oh, American. Man. Oh, really? Yeah, like. <clears> full on, formal. Full on homeschool American. Oh, Nothing okay. wrong with homeschool. I love homeschool. Yeah. We homeschool their kids. Uh uh-huh But. You know, he was your stereotypical <laughs> homeschooled kid.
1: Yes, father. <laughs> yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no,
0: it was really good fun. It was and, and, and great family. But uh, it was in a spiritual sense, it's not in a, But yeah. that was a literal sense. In a spiritual sense, the Bible says, "Call no man your father." Yeah, yeah. So, which is why I don't like the the, the title uh, Pope, Pope. Pope. Yeah. yeah. Um, because that, it's yeah. In a, in a spiritual sense, he is not my father. I have one father in heaven, and that is God the Father.
1: That's what I actually call my father. I call him Papa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My literal father, not yep. my spiritual father.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So, we have this whole... Um...
1: So, no, none of the disciples became the first, first Pope because they Popes is something that's... No, that's but James is sacri- clearly
0: in a leadership position.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, would you say that a Pope isn't, like, just the title alone is quite uh, sacrilegious or blasphemous?
0: Actually, I do, yeah. Yeah, okay. mm no, actually, no, I don't. The Bible does.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, and, you know, John Paul II made it made a very, very bold statement in relationship to it um, some years ago. And some of us are old enough to remember when Pope John Paul II was in and he made the statement, you know, and he talked about that passage in the Bible, call no man on earth your father, mm-hmm. uh, for you have one father, and that is your father in heaven. Mm-hmm. And he went on to say, look, Guys, you don't need to be afraid of these words. Feel free to apply these words to me. Ooh. Yeah, I thought that was really very 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 messed up. That's anti-Bible. That's anti-God because it's it's another way of saying, "Hey, I'm your, I'm I'm I am your god."
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm. That's a very blasphemous claim to make. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and and that's on record. That's mm-hmm. on record that he made that statement. I can I uh, happy to share that with anybody who um, Who wants to see that and to just, you know, stop and think about the implications of what's actually being said in that statement. And it's pretty serious stuff.
1: Okay, so that clears up who was the leader of the church at the time. What was the second thing we were going to do?
0: Okay, so what is it that passed to the Gentiles?
1: Well, it wasn't now, this circumcision.
0: Is, okay, circumcision. <laughs> Made that clear. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> it's not
1: the circumcision. James has
0: dropped that bomb on everybody uh-huh. and everyone's gone, oh, wow. And James has um, proved it from the Bible, which we will look at tomorrow because we're not going to have time to look at this whole rebuilding of the temple thing and, and ask ourselves why is it that James is quoting from the book of Amos mm-hmm. because he st- stood up and proven from the Bible that – um the Gentiles don't need to be circumcised. Most people don't understand how we did that. We're going to look at that tomorrow. Uh, but he comes down in verse 19, wherefore my sentence is. So now he's pronouncing sentence on the council. This is this is the this is the last word of the council. hmm That we don't trouble those which from among the Gentiles have turned to God. In other words, we don't ask them to be circumcised. But that we do write to them that they abstain from a number of things. Yeah. So there are some things that do. Get apply. Down.
1: Okay. Okay. okay? Yeah. These are
0: these are universal to all mankind, to all humanity. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: All right, what are they in verse twenty?
1: Uh, they should abstain from eating food offered to idols, abstain from sexual immorality, abstain from eating the meat of strangled animals, and abstain from consuming blood.
0: Okay, so James has made it very, very clear this is what passes to the Gentiles. So if you are a Gentile, this is then what you should live by. Mm
1: hmm. Mm hmm.
0: And the thing that I find most fascinating today is that when it comes to idolatry and fornication and adultery, uh, Christians are like, yeah, no, no, we don't do that because it's in the Ten Commandments. Mm -hmm. And then you say, what about the Sabbath? Oh, no, no, we don't keep the Sabbath because the Ten Commandments were nailed to the cross. Mm. And you go, what about the health laws? Oh, no, 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 no. Those were the laws of Moses. We don't do those. And yet right here we have the Ten Commandments.
1: Being handed down.
0: And we have the health laws.
1: Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh.
0: Which were not given to Moses, they were given to Noah. That's right. Mon, what nationality was Noah?
1: Antediluvian.
0: And how long before the first Jewish person did Noah live?
1: Oh, Ages? Yeah, like yeah, 500, yeah. 600,
0: I don't know, a 1,000 years, yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah. A long it was time a before. good long stretch. There was only one race that was in existence in the time of Noah, mm-hmm. and that was the antediluvian race. Mm-hmm. And so clearly these things are universal for all people, for all time, for all Gentiles. This was the decision of the Jerusalem Council given to us in the inspired writings of the Bible. My question is, if you are not following this decision, why not? Okay, so here's a challenge for everybody out there who's listening to Faith FM today. Um, Take on the decision of the Jerusalem Council that God gave to them at that time and live to his glory and honor.
2: When I survey
0: Welcome back, guys. We were listening to uh, when, Catherine Scott with "When I Surveyed the Wondrous Cross" here on Faith FM. Do we have? Has anybody snapped up that quiz clue? No. i you going to narrow it down to two people, right?
1: Yeah, and I'm going to give you uh, two clues at once because mm-hmm. I want to, and I'm generous like that. Okay, clue number one, two, three, four, five. This is a fifth clue. Elizabeth said to me, "Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear."
0: There you go. Who did Simeon and Elizabeth talk to about the child that this person would have?
1: You ready for the last clue?
0: Sure. It's so
1: easy. My husband is Joseph and I am the mother of Jesus.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Come on, we all know who that is. Give us a call, 1 800 Faith FM, 1 800 324 843. Give us a call quick. Tell us who that is and we will send you, of course, the prize. Now, today is a uh, question of the daytime. So we now it is have. Uh, and uh, guess what, Lyle? Our question of the day today is What is the difference between Jews and Seventh day Adventist Christians? Because, you know, there seems to be a couple of similarities mm-hmm.
0: there. There are a couple of similarities because. There's quite a uh, few, really. We, we worship on the same day of the week uh-huh. and uh, we eat similar food.
1: So, what's really that different about us?
0: Okay, so there's actually a lot of difference but the, the Jewish religion and the Christian religion are actually quite different, and so for instance, as Christians, we have the Old Testament and the New Testament makes up the sum total of our sacred writings that's that is our Bible for the Jews, of course, you have the uh, you have the Torah mm-hmm. uh, which is you know the same as what what we have in our Old Testament, but you also have the Mishnah and the Talmud, and so the Mishnah, you know your commentary on the Torah, your Talmud, your commentary on the Mishnah, and these are all seen as being sacred writings. And so because of that, they've been able to add a lot of laws and regulations and rules and practices that you don't find anywhere in the Bible. So there's a lot of things that Jewish people do. Uh, particularly if you travel to Israel or to a Jewish community, you'll find them doing all kinds of things that you simply don't find anywhere in the Bible. Like, wow, what's going on here? And it'll be in the Talmud or the Mishnah or some other um, sacred writing such as that. So that's that's a difference right there. Um, I guess one of the other things is the um, you know at the foundational level. And, and this is the this is the this is where uh, Christianity differs from every other religion on the planet, and that is how salvation is found. So the Bible teaches that salvation is found by grace, Mm-hmm. whereas every other religion finds that salvation is found by what you actually do.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: And so, in essence, uh, one teaches that salvation is outside of you. That's Christianity. Takes place by Jesus Christ his grace. The other teaches that salvation is inside you. That's every other religion on the planet uh, that says you know you need to you need to tap into the strength inside you to be able to do all of these things and uh, and, and that's how you find salvation. That's how you find peace, harmony, happiness, that's how you live a successful and a moral life, etc. So that's the fundamental difference between Christianity and every other religion, including Judaism. So Judaism has, you know, very, very long lists of rules, rules to live by. And it's interesting if you go to, you know, when I was in Israel, I made the mistake of getting into the lift one day in the hotel where I was staying at, and it wasn't the Gentile lift. Uh-oh. And so it was the Sabbath day, and it stopped at every floor because Jews are not allowed to push buttons on the Sabbath day because that's seen as being work. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we, you know, we, 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 turn out, we roll our eyes at that kind of thing, but they, mm-hmm. they take it very, very seriously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, they, 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 you don't have buttons for, for, you know, indicating when you want to cross the street. It all happens automatically, so that you know it's okay on the Sabbath day to uh,
1: cross the street,
0: to, to to do these kinds of things, and then you'll have these uh, you know you'll have you'll have wires that hang up and section out very large areas of you know various cities. There's One in Bondi, and basically that's around a synagogue. And it's the wall of the synagogue and they made it very, very big so that you can actually travel to the synagogue because as soon as you walk under that why you've walked under the wall of the synagogue, which might be several blocks away, but you don't have to go longer than a Sabbath day's walk to get to church. Um, and because they've defined you can only walk such and such a distance. You're not allowed to spit on the ground because that's um, agriculture, you you know, watering the plants. You're not allowed to open your fridge because in doing so you switch a light on. You know, lots and lots of rules like this. Wow. Yeah. The other big difference, of course, is that the Jewish religion has the ceremonial laws, Mm -hmm. and so they will keep as many of those ceremonies as they possibly can in the absence of a temple. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, Christian ceremonies revolve around communion, baptism, baptism. Um, you know uh, these kinds of um, events, whereas your Jewish sem- ceremonies revolve around your your Passover, your Feast of Tabernacles, your Feast of Trumpets, your Yom Kippur or Day of Atonement, and you know they have their seven annual feasts that uh, take place, along with you know a number of other you know very significant um, festivals that they have, like Pur- Purim and, and and this kind of thing, which celebrates the life of Esther. Um, some of these are very very beautiful and amazing ceremonies. But uh, particularly the the um, ones that are associated with the sacrificial system are ones that, as Christians, we should not be involved with. Uh, the Bible makes that very, very clear because to do so would be, yeah you know, it's it's a form of denying what Jesus has done because all of them pointed forward to what Jesus did on the cross. So yes, there are some very, very big differences, along with some great uh, similarities. Uh, between the two questions, the and, two there as well.
1: And and Jews don't actually believe in Jesus Christ as a saviour, no, do they? No.
0: So your your whole New Testament they have nothing to do with. The, they, have, they have our Old Testament, but not the New Testament. There's nothing out of the New Testament, and so that that does make some significant differences between Christianity and Judaism.
1: Awesome. Thank you very much, Lyle. That was a great question. If you have a question of the day, give us a call one eight hundred Faith FM. We'll answer it live on air.
0: listening to Abby Eaton, Man of Sorrows, here on Faith FM, and we have come to that part of the day where we get to give something away for free. Yeah.
1: Free stuff, free stuff. Who wants it? Give us a call now, 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. Be quick though, first person in gets it, first come, first serve. Okay, FM. I'm just looking
0: at what you're holding in your hand and like, this it's a little is bit controversial, controversial mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah,
1: let's not get in trouble, but maybe we will, who knows? This is a wonderful book. It's called Rome's- This is
0: not written by us.
1: It's not written by us? No. Oh, ooly dooly. Well, not you, not me. It's really That's written sure. by the
0: Roman Catholic Church.
1: Well, official document well, of the Roman Catholic Church. Well, Rome's Challenge Why Do Protestants Keep Sunday? A very interesting book. On the back it says Most Christians assume that Sunday is the biblically approved day of worship. Yeah. The Roman Catholic do. Church protests that it transferred Christian worship from the biblical Sabbath, Saturday, to Sunday and that to try and argue that the change was made in the Bible is both dishonest and a denial of Catholic authority. If Protestantism wants to base its teachings only on the Bible, it should worship on Saturday. A number of years ago, the Catholic Mirror ran a series of articles discussing the right of the Protestant churches to worship on Sunday. The articles stressed that unless one was willing to accept the authority of the Catholic Church to designate the day of worship, the Christians should Observe Saturday And this Is a reprint Of those articles
0: There you go Written by the Catholic Church Itself And basically stating You have two choices here You can choose to go By the Bible alone Or you can choose To go by the Catholic Church Mm -hmm. And the authority Of the Catholic Church Over the Bible and uh, what choice are you going to make
1: and Lila, i just don't know how we're not going to get a call from our boss and get ourselves in trouble over this one
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, bring it on bring it on
1: <laughs> give us hey, a call if you want this and also jump on our
0: social media give us some discussion on this subject we'd love to talk about it let's do this uh, let's do this publicly this is what uh, healthy christianity is all about is I'll, having good bible discussions
1: i'll put pick this. this up on our social media now check it out faith fm live